Unafraid Show, Reister or Wrong. It's your boy, George Reister, in the building. This is now the George Reister Podcast, officially. Uh, presented by the Unafraid Show. You guys, as usual, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for your energy. I appreciate you guys watching. We have a couple really good things up for you guys today. First of all, Tiger Woods. Well, there's going to be an article up on Unafraid Show as soon as we get off of here. But Tiger Woods, the greatest sports story in the history of sports stories. And I'm going to tell you why. People were talking about the miracle. They were talking about arts, all sorts of other uh, great things that have happened. But I'm going to tell you why Tiger Woods is the greatest. Also, uh, LeBron. People wanting to blame LeBron for everything. Oh, my God, dude. The, the, the sun didn't come out. It's LeBron's fault. I'm going to tell you why. When the media, when the sports media starts jumping on a take, on a hot take, it is time for you to jump off that bandwagon. It is time to jump off because it will surely crash and burn. Guaranteed. And the last thing up is uh, Luke Walton and Russell Wilson. Luke Walton and Cliff Kingsbury, they need to write a book on upward mobility, how to fail up in life. So we're going to talk about that. And the last thing, Russell Wilson, his contract, why he's the smartest man in sports. But we're going to start out with Tiger Woods. You guys, make sure you guys share with a friend, The Unafraid Show, and share the George Reister podcast with everybody that you know. First thing up, so Tiger Woods. I am so proud to say I'm proud of myself because I did not give up on Tiger Woods. Everybody else was bombing on Tiger Woods. Oh, he doesn't have it anymore. He's done all of these things. And I did not give up on Tiger Woods. And I'm so happy because I knew the dude was going to come back. How I knew Tiger Woods was going to come back is, first of all, there's a difference between when guys run out of talent and when guys are just injured, Tiger hadn't run out of talent. And what I mean by run out of talent is father time. Look at Eli Manning. Eli Manning is running out of talent because father time is catching up with him. Tiger Woods was just hurt. That's the difference. And the, and the thing that makes his story so great about winning the Masters after 11 years without a major, all of these things, the thing that made it so great was the shift. The shift, because remember, he was doing this for himself at first. He was doing it because he wanted to return to greatness. He wanted to restore his name. He wanted to do all these things that were just for Tiger Woods. That required no patience. That's why he was trying to do anything to get back, taking prescription pills, which led to more trouble, all of that. Tiger was forced to have patience. And the thing that shifted was that the motivation became about his kids. And his legacy with them. So it became not about Tiger. It became about a father. Like that was the thing that made a story so great. Is that I could relate to it. Because I'm a person. I was a professional athlete. And then uh, only one of my kids was born while I was playing. And then the rest of them were young. I mean are young now still. So as a father you want to see your kids. See you do something great. And that's what Tiger Woods wanted. He wanted his children to see him do something great. That's what made the story so incredible. It's not the fact that he got arrested, had an accident, divorce, bunch of surgeries, body breaking down. No, it's the fact that people 
Every single sports media person except me said Tiger Woods is done. He's washed up. Bury him. He's embarrassing himself. Now imagine what that does to a father and his psyche as it relates to his kids. Think about that. Tiger is the human being. Because we all want our kids to feel good about us, to feel uh, empowered and, and great about themselves through us. Like as a dad, you want your kids to see you do something great. And so that resonated with me as far as Tiger Woods went. I was like, damn, like I can relate to that because I want my kids to see me do something great because my kids, uh, my, my oldest son was young when I finished playing. I mean, was like four or five when I finished playing. So he doesn't really remember. And my other kids weren't born. So when it comes to the Unafraid show, when it comes to me doing work and TV work and businesses and all of that, I want my kids to see me do something great. And that's what resonated with me with Tiger Woods. Oh my God. Like at the end, like I was cutting, I was like, who is cutting onions in this house? Because it was spectacular. And to see him accomplish it in front of his kids, give him the hug, give him a kiss. Like there was nothing better in sports than that. Not the miracle, not, not anything. Like it's the greatest story in the history of sports. And we saw it on the heels of what happened with Virginia winning the uh, March Madness, the NCAA tournament, back-to-back great weeks. Next thing up, you guys, I want you guys to get off the blame LeBron train. Same thing with Tiger Woods. And people saying that Tiger Woods was washed up. Everybody's piling on. Here's the key in life. When everybody starts piling on a subject, Taking that low-hanging fruit instead of coming up with original ideas. It's easy to say, oh, blame LeBron for this. Oh, Tiger Woods is washed. It's easy to say that. It's hard to be original and come up with independent thought. Same thing with LeBron. I read an article the other day talking about LeBron James is to blame for TNT ratings being down. NBA ratings are down, but it's LeBron James's fault. Do you realize how insane that is that you're going to sit up here and try to tell me that it's LeBron James's fault that ratings are down? It is. So now it's his responsibility to carry the entire NBA, like to 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 figure out a way for the Bucks Raptors game to get more ratings. To figure out a game, a way for the 76ers Kings game to get more ratings. No, that's not his fault. Come on, man. Then the other thing. uh, This last week, Magic Johnson quits the Lakers. The president of basketball operations for the Lakers. Whose fault is it? It's LeBron's fault. Really? Is it though? So you meet LeBron bullied Magic Johnson out. He forced him out. It's LeBron's team. Okay. So you mean to tell me. Magic Johnson, Magic Irvin Johnson from Flint, Michigan, one of the toughest places in the country, uh, that he survived the NBA in the 80s, all that rough play, knocking people down, the Celtics wars, but Larry Bird rivalries, that he survived all that, survives HIV, goes into the competitive world of real estate, makes it big. Buys the Dodgers, leverages his way to buy the Dodgers, part of it. That LeBron James comes to town for one year and bullies that dude? No. No. He can't run LeBron out of town. 
Magic Johnson is bigger with the Lakers than LeBron is. So the idea that LeBron ran him out of town is craziness. Absolute craziness. That's why you need to get off the blame LeBron train. Because people, it's just low-hanging fruit. They are scared of independent thought. They don't want to, like, they are afraid to say, ooh, I'm going to go against the norm. It's got to be LeBron's fault. Ratings are down. It's LeBron's fault. Magic quit. It's LeBron's fault. Luke Walton and the team part ways. It's LeBron's fault. Really, though? Really? I, I and Listen, I'm a person who's been critical of LeBron at times. I was the one who early on that said it's hard for certain players, particularly post players, to play for him, to play with him. That wasn't low-hanging fruit. Everybody attacked me. But now I see everybody's piling on LeBron. It's time to jump off the ship. You guys need to jump off the ship too. Do not be sheep. Do not listen to it. If everybody's jumping on a take, jump off. It's a sinking ship. It will guarantee bite you in the ass. Uh, next thing up, we got Kirk, I'm sorry, Cliff Kingsbury and Luke Walton segueing from the Lakers. These two dudes need to write a book. They need to write a book on upward, <laughs> upward mobility and failing up. I have never seen, even though I think that Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach, I think that Luke Walton's getting a bad rap, but the reality is, is that both of these dudes have failed up in a major way. Cliff Kingsbury didn't win at Texas Tech. I don't think it was all his fault. It's hard to win in Lubbock. He's playing against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, who've got more resources, better athletes. You know, they're like fourth, fifth on the depth chart in terms of places the kids are going to go because Baylor was really good for a while, too. So you're going to tell me that Cliff Kingsbury, okay, doesn't win at Texas Tech, gets an offensive coordinator job at USC, perfectly normal. It's a step down, but it's a still a high step up. Okay, but it's still a really good job. And then didn't even call a play at USC and then gets an NFL head coaching job. That's failing up. I do think that Cliff Kingsbury is talented, but that is still the definition of failing up. Same thing with Luke Walton. He catches fire with the Warriors, gets the Lakers job, goes on to, um, and then goes on to get fired with the Lakers and catches on with the Kings. Yes, I agree. You, you guys are right that he did, uh, that Cliff Kingsbury did have Mahomes, Webb, Stidham, bunch of guys who did well. However, here is what it takes. Here is what their book would entail in terms of how to write a book on failing up. Failing up in life. It's all about timing because you have to convince people that you have the magic knowledge. I had a friend, Brett Winterbull. Uh, he does a show down in San Diego about politics and news. He always said this about political people, that people believe that they have magic knowledge, magic knowledge on how to fix it. Donald Trump, Obama, whoever else has magic knowledge on how to fix these problems. But the reality, most times they don't have magic knowledge. They just have knowledge. Or an idea. Look at Luke Walton. His magic knowledge was the Golden State system. He won with the Warriors when he was the head coach. While uh, Steve Kerr was out. So he's got the magic knowledge. So he got the Lakers job. He still got the magic knowledge. He just had a bad system. And the Kings have young running gunning dudes just like the Warriors did. So we need that magic knowledge there. 
Same thing with Cliff Kingsbury. He's got the magic quarterback knowledge. That's why he was able to fail up. And the second thing is that you need excuses to have the magic knowledge and to keep failing up in life. You, the excuses are players. Oh, we didn't have the right players for the system. Texas Tech didn't have the right guys to fix it. We couldn't recruit there at the level. Location. Texas Tech, we're in Lubbock. Mm, it's not Austin. It's not, you know, Soonerville, Boomer Sooner. It's not any of these places. Western Conference. Oh, the Western Conference is tough, Luke Walton. I get it. I get it. And then the last thing is that you need other people to take up the mantle for you. You have to have other people to go to bat for you like me. <laughs> How I'm going to bat for these dudes right now. So, but I would love for them to write a book about that. Uh, the comment came in that uh, just the roster stuff. See, see, this is what, what I'm saying. You got to have some excuses about Randall and Lopez, McGee and Stevenson replacing the roster. You have to have excuses to file, to fail up and have the magic knowledge like Cliff Kingsbury and Luke Walton, even though I think both of them are good coaches. But the truth is, most people don't get fired and get better jobs or another ex, um, or another situation. The last thing is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the smartest man in the NFL right now. The smartest man in the NFL right now. Because he gave the Seahawks until the end of the day on April 15th, which is tax day, which is today, to get his new contract finalized. He turned down a deal according to the Seahawks that would have made him the highest paid player in the league. How could you turn that down, Russell? Because Russell's smart. Russell knows, and he said publicly, that the NFL, when it comes to gambling, is going to be getting a slice of the pie. So many states have legalized gambling. So much more money is at stake. So you know what's going to happen? The salary cap is going to balloon again like it did a couple years ago. There's going to be huge contract extensions. So then Russell Wilson, who's one of the five elite quarterbacks in the league, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, will be outpaid by like the Matthew Staffords and, and Matt Ryans and Ryan Tannehills and all these people in the world. And he's like, I'm not having it. So he wants his contract tied to the salary cap. I love it. I love the fact that Russell Wilson is forward thinking that he's a guy who is not uh, just caught up in right now. I know it's easy to not be caught up right now when you've already made like $80 million. I get it. But you have to be willing to take that risk. And Seahawks fans, they may be mad about it. May be upset. Oh, Russell Wilson wants more money. But remember this. Wrote about it on unafraidshow.com. Make sure you go visit. The owner started the disloyalty in sports. Players didn't start it. Players just opened up and realized, hold up. No, these contracts are one-sided. And when we have leverage, we have to exercise that leverage. Because remember, players are the working man. They're just a well-paid working man. They're just trying to do the same thing that everybody else in life is trying to do. Trying to live in a place that's geographically, geographically desirable, make as much money as possible, and be happy in a good work environment. That's what we all want. 
And that's what Russell Wilson is trying to do. Ideal, he'll be able to stay in Seattle. But if not, he, him and Sierra will march their little happy self out to New York with the Giants and as the Giants get rid of Eli. I'm not mad at that, buddy. I am not mad at Russell Wilson for that at all. You guys are watching the Hot Takes House on the George Reister podcast brought to you by the Unafraid Show. Just a few minutes after we go off, you guys make sure that you guys go to Unafraid Show and get the download the podcast and read the article there as well. I appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Thank you for joining me and make sure that you share the feed and tell a friend about the Unafraid Show. We will uh, have a severely more um, regular schedule from now on. I am so happy we, listen, we have some great things on track for you guys. I appreciate you guys sticking with me, sticking with the Unafraid Show. Peace out. Catch you guys later.